Welcome to the Spaceport America podcast with me, Alice Carruth. I'm the public relations coordinator for the New Mexico Spaceport Authority. We're the agency that manages Spaceport America. And this week, I'm going to be talking about why New Mexico is the place for space. And I've got two fantastic guests lined up for it. So firstly, in the studio, I have Joe Bullington, who is the commercialization manager at Jacobs Technology, NASA's White Sand Test Facility. And I also have on the phone CEO of New Space New Mexico, Casey Durad. So I'd like to ask you guys both to say a quick hello, just to check that you're all hooked up. Okay, hello. Casey? Wonderful. And my first question is, why is New Mexico a place for space? I'm going to throw that to you, Casey, because as the CEO of New Space New Mexico, I'd like you to give a bit of a context of what your mission is and why New Mexico is the place for space. Okay, thank you, Alice. Thank you for having me. Um, so I am leading New Space New Mexico, and it's an organization that is put together, a nonprofit put together to grow the space industry from New Mexico to benefit the nation. And we're really trying to cultivate this collaborative and innovation-driven new space ecosystem to connect ideas and um, people and resources. And where this came from was, you know, New Mexico has always been a leader in space. In the first space age, uh, New Mexico, you know, the very first picture of the Earth from space was taken from a V-2 rocket down from uh, White Sands uh, missile range. And, um, you know, we have our astronauts that have come here, training centers. And so we've just always been a leader for space here in New Mexico. And now with the many assets that we have from, you know, the Spaceport America to the Space Force organizations to uh, wonderful uh, national laboratories, we have all of we have all the assets that can help uh, keep New Mexico in that leader position for space. Absolutely, Joe. You work for the NASA White Sands Test Facility. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of how long NASA's been here and what your mission is? Sure. So, the NASA White Sands Test Facility. First of all, it's a part of the organization of the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. We're called a remote testing facility, and uh, WISTIF, as we call it, has been there since the early 60s. It was originally built to do rocket engine testing for the Apollo program, and the reason they wanted to come here is because uh, they were able to lease land on the White Sands Missile Range, which, is, a, as you know, is a huge uh, military reservation that is intentionally uh, wide open with very little on it so that you can do hazardous testing without endangering people or, or buildings or anything. So for that reason, they wanted to have the NASA facility there because we we do rocket engine testing. We don't launch anything, at least not on purpose. <laughs> so we, uh, we test things in test cells. Um, and one of the unusual things about it is our test cells are constructed so that they're completely enclosed and can be evacuated of air. What that means is we can do, um, we can simulate the air pressures, the low air pressures that you would see when a rocket flies to space. So it can, we can either do a profile like the air pressure going from the ground up or um, simulate some particular condition, higher altitude or even in space. And so 
again, the, the reason we're here is because it's, there's plenty of wide open space. It's a good place to have rocket engine test facilities. We also have a num- um, other laboratory buildings and things like that associated uh, with aerospace and rocket engine testing. So all of that is uh, it's a good place to do it. So the reason I brought both Casey and Joe onto the show today is because one of the things that I get questioned about at Spaceport America is why New Mexico? And I think people need to understand that we have a great aerospace industry here. And that's why I brought these two guests in to really explain why New Mexico is a really great place for us to have space and why why they're here. Um, and for us to talk about White Sands missile range, I think is really important because that's why Spaceport America is in the location it's in. We share 6,000 uh, square miles of restricted airspace here. Uh, and that really gives us an advantage over any other um, spaceport in the whole country because it means we don't have to deal with the national airspace. We don't have to reroute commercial airlines when we're doing any testing at the spaceport. But we also have some really great assets around the rest of the state. Casey, do you know roughly how many people currently work in the aerospace industry in the state of New Mexico? So we've actually been, um, and I forgot to bring that up when I was talking about the different assets, is also the NASA and White Sands, and of course, so I'm glad Joe's joining me here. But, um, you know, we also, one of the biggest assets is we have a huge, uh, a really large space industry footprint here. And a lot of people who are used to the big hitters like Lockheed Martin, Virgin Galactic, Raytheon, Honeywell are used to that. But we have been tracking the number of companies that are working in space here in New Mexico. And we have over 100 companies from very small companies to very large companies. And we've been in the process of trying to get that number. And we know um, right now by our data and by the companies reporting in, we know we have over um, 8,000 um, employees, but we know it's way higher. Like I say, we're in the process of, um, you know, working with these companies that we've been um, finding out are working in the space industry and getting the numbers. So if you invite us back in a few months, hopefully we'll have a better number by then. What you're doing for New Mexico is really really vital to really you know give a great example of what the aerospace industry is trying to do and to connect us all together because we're actually a relatively small industry and we do all work together i think there's a lot of this confusion between competition when it comes to aerospace but uh, we seem to cross over quite a lot for full um, clarity here uh, uh, i will say that joe and i work together on the last cruises space festival but the two of you are actually the vice uh, presidents of the state aerospace association so there is already a great connection between southern new mexico and northern new mexico but we we could probably do a lot more joe what do you think the state of new mexico should be doing and looking at to really attract new aerospace to this area or to to really build on what we have here as a foundation already that's a good question. Of course, we talk about that a lot, Casey and you and I and others do, about doing things to, to help uh, the state grow in the aerospace industry. So uh, one of the things that always comes up immediately when you start talking about that is is the, the legislation, the laws in the states. So there, there are um, laws, I think most people know this, there are laws in different states that affect uh, taxes, uh, liability laws, there's um, accommodations for all kinds for companies and uh it'd be great to see more of that in the in the future in in new mexico if you look at the states around us um that have a lot of aerospace texas 
and California, Arizona, others. Um, in general, they, they have, over the years, um, made, developed their laws so that they're more friendly to businesses in general and to um, space industry in particular. And so that would be the thing to do. And I think there seems to be an understanding of that with a lot of the legislatures here in the state, and I think they're going to be working on that in the coming years. Some things have already been done since I've been here in, in the state um, to make it better for space industries. And there's, I think there's a will with certainly a lot of the people and, and a lot of the legislators to, to do that. But it takes time to work through all that, and, and not everything works the same for every state. So we're working on it. Yeah, absolutely. I know since I've joined Spaceport America, a couple of the different bills that have come forward um, have been a bit of a, co- a cause of concern for us, like the informed flight um, consent law that's being discussed at the moment at the legislature. Uh, and we also have a really great law in the in the state of New Mexico that helps uh, anonymity of some of our customers at Spaceport America. And there's a lot of conflict because we are a state-owned entity and a state agency that people think that we should be more transparent and open. And I think we're trying to do as best we can to be as open as we can, but we also want to create a great environment to attract aerospace industry to Spaceport because if we didn't have those kind of bills in place, we wouldn't get the companies to come in and launch with us. Casey, yep. could you talk a little bit about the informed consent bill that's coming up? Do you know much about it and and, and whether or not we think it's going to go through in the current legislature system, um, system that's going at the moment? Well, and I think that um, Joe brought up that about, you know, working with the legislature, and that's what him and I have been uh, working with some of the legislators as well as the lieutenant governor of New Mexico to uh, and especially uh, Representative Dave Hawkman V. Hill, we're trying to set up um, an aerospace caucus, and we currently have, oh, close to 10 legislators from both sides of the aisle and uh, representatives and senators that are uh, willing to be part of this. And so um, I think that this informed consent law is, is moving along quite well. It was passed before, and Joe Bullington was a, a big force in that, um, and they're just right now trying to get the funds. There was a sunset clause put on it, and so they're trying to um, remove that. And I think it has a good chance. But I also want to say, as far as attracting um, the space industry here, is what we're trying to do is really tell the whole story. Where there's so many great things going on with spaceport and white sands. Um, but also um, up in the north right now, the space uh, with the new Space Force set up, there's three DOD organizations that are be- that have been brought in as part of the Space Force, and so I think a lot of companies are are starting to come here and realize that you know the new ways, the new ways of doing this new space, commercial space. Um, types of work that are being led by these innovative space force organizations. And so there's a number of companies that are really looking at coming here. Um, we just got an announcement from FIA Group, which is a satellite company that plans to bring 1,000 manufacturing jobs to the central part of New Mexico. And um, anyway, so we're New Space New Mexico has been do, putting together a marketing strategy where we really look at where are the investments happening you know, where is the space industry strong or have gaps here? And then how do we put the strategy to either build those gaps or bolster where our strengths are? And I think as we are working 
you know, as a full team, you know, north to south, we will be able to figure out where are the best investments. We'll be able to educate, especially this new uh, legislative group that's interested in understanding how to, to help the aerospace industry. And I think we'll really see some great progress in the next year or two. Joe, have you got something to add to that? Yeah, I was, I'd like to add that um, those of us, the three of us and lots of other people uh, that are interested in aerospace and spaceflight um, love working in that business and being associated with it. But the other thing is I know that all of us and the people in these different organizations like Casey's uh, New Space New Mexico and others, uh, we see this and know that it's a way to help improve the, the condition of New Mexico, the people, the prosperity, the uh, because these jobs, uh, they're, they are jobs that command higher level, excuse me, levels of pay. And, um, so it's good for the people that can work in that industry. And it, and, and as we've discussed many times, you don't have to be a real rocket scientist or an engineer to do these jobs, to do all of them. There's, because it's a whole, it's a whole industry that requires certainly engineers, technicians, scientists, but also accountants, business people, um, uh, all kinds of people that can uh, maintain facilities. And we've talked about even hospitality people, certainly with Virgin Galactic. They, it's a hospitality industry that they're standing up. So they've got hospitality people as well. So if your people are interested in uh, working in the space industry and would like to, to improve their their income and so forth, can look at getting into this industry and, uh, and do well, really well for themselves. So obviously we have the world's first purpose-built commercial spaceport here in New Mexico. Um, and we band around that title quite a lot and we talk about it a lot within the industry. And we're constantly struggling against the public here who don't understand really what the spaceport is about. Casey, do you think we could do more to explain to the public about what Spaceport America is and what a great asset it is to the state to bring in all this new business and this new industry for economic growth? I, I really do. I think it's really just um, just to keep communicating how much good is coming with the spaceport. And really, I think a lot of when um, some of the state leaders see it as a big cost, they don't realize that most of the operations of spaceport is paid for by these companies that are coming in. And so if we did our job to continue to grow that space industry and attract the space industry to partner with the various organizations in the state to come set up maybe some test facilities or or be able to do some of the launch operations with, with the folks down there, we'll continue to grow that space industry that's working there and then as we do that more and more, the state, the state's part of the um, cost goes down and down. So instead of complaining, let's do something about growing that space industry. I guess it goes back to that old argument of speculate to accumulate, which I think is quite a difficult one for us all to accept, given the current climate, given COVID-19 and, and the way that that's put a pressure on the state economy. I do know that we have 250 um, jobs with our customers at Spaceport America, and I'm constantly battling people that say that we should, we are not working, that we are closed, that, that we're not doing enough for this industry. But one of the things I'm always trying to point out is the, the secondary effect of having those 250 jobs here. 
um, Virgin Galactic, who's our anchor tenant, uh, their staff made an investment of around $9 million in real estate in 2019. And that's one of the things I'm constantly trying to bring up to people is, yes, they're here and they're working for the industry and their payrolls are somewhere near to $16 million a year that that's going back into the southern New Mexico economy. I'd love to get a really good idea of what the aerospace industry as a whole is doing for the state of New Mexico. Um, how many people do they currently employ out at White Sands Test Facility, Joe, and the White Sands Complex? Can you talk a little bit about the two different sites out there? Sure. There's, there's actually uh, four different NASA sites in the in the Las Cruces area in southern New Mexico. So there's the NASA White Sands Test Facility where I work. There's about 650 people that work there. Um, about 60 of those are NASA. The rest are contractors. Right next door to us is the White Sands Complex, which does satellite communications for NASA and other government agencies. Um, and they have, there's a second uh, White Sands terminal uh, a little bit farther away from, from us. And between those, I think they have a couple of thousand jobs. Um, the, um, the other one is the NASA Sounding Rocket Program, which is under uh, NASA Goddard. And they're over in the middle of the White Sands Missile Range. Uh, main area and they've got i don't know what it is i'm going to guess it's on the order of uh, 50 or so people over there so there's quite a few nasa people and then of course the white sands missile range has thousands of employees i don't know the exact number but it's it's probably three or four thousand employees and and one of the things about the missile range is it's not just one thing the, there is the army's uh missile range the, the test center but there's other army organizations there there's nasa the navy has uh the desert ship out there, the detachment, and there's other tenants, and of course there's Holloman Air Force Base, which is uh, on the White Sands Missile Range. So it's really a, a whole campus, a huge campus of lots of different aerospace uh, entities and jobs. What about in the northern part of the state, Casey? Could you tell us a little bit more about the kind of the DOD, military, uh, but also the independent companies that we have up in the northern part of New Mexico? Well, I would say of those 100-plus companies that I was mentioning earlier, about two-thirds of those uh, companies are here in the central area, and many of them do support the, um, you know, our contractors to these DOD organizations. The Space Force organizations that I brought up probably have in total, I would say, about 3,000 employees, whether they're military, civilian, and um, on-site contractors supporting them. Um, the the annual budget of those three organizations, the last we looked at it uh, probably about a year ago, is about $1 billion per year. So it's a pretty good um you know, annual budget that they have to work with. And what we found with <clears throat> these three Space Force organizations, the Air Force Research Lab, the Space and Missiles Center uh, Prototype and Innovation Center Directorate, and then the, uh, the Space Rapid Capabilities Office, is they generally have a, their budget, but probably 75 to 80% of that budget right away goes out to um, industry and academia and contracts with them. So that's a pretty good amount of funds that are hitting the space industry, and um, and we hope to keep more of it with the, the companies that are here in New Mexico. 
You brought up a really good point there about academia, and I'm constantly telling people how great we are positioned when it comes to our local colleges, and I have a lot of hope for how they're going to develop in the future. Uh, we've had the um, University of New Mexico and New Mexico State University compete in the Spaceport America Cup in 2019. And as you guys both know, they came in the top five teams in the whole um, cup. The cup, to give you a bit of context, is the world's largest intercollegiate rocket contest. Um, and we had 100 teams in 2019 and, and uh, two New Mexico teams came in the top five, which gives us a lot of hope for the future workforce at Spaceport America. What more could we do as a state to encourage academia and encourage STEM um, outreach in different areas, Joe? Well, I think uh, certainly the Spaceport Cup and other events that we may be able to do that in the future uh, helps that because it brings um, knowledge to the rest of the country about what we're doing in New Mexico, what the space industry we have here. Um, I think we're the things that we're doing several different organizations we've talked about, uh, New Space New Mexico, even our Las Cruces Space Festival, um, and other things. Work, we're working more and more closely with the universities. It's like anything else. You start off with the desire to work together, and then you have to figure out, okay, what can we do for each other? And I think all these organizations, a, a big element of all of these is uh, workforce development, education, because you have to have that for these industries to want to come here or once they're here to grow. And we all realize that, and we're, I think we're getting better and better. And, of course, the universities are, are more than happy to work with all of us because they, they recognize certainly the, the potential for what their, their uh, students can do and what they can learn and, and the jobs they can get. I do want to mention at this point, at the Bridge of Southern New Mexico and Tracy Bryant, who's based down here in Las Cruces, um, have done a fantastic job at doing a pathway through education into careers in aerospace. So if anybody is interested in finding out about what kind of career pathways they need to pursue to get a, a role in the aerospace industry in New Mexico, the Bridge of Sun New Mexico is a really great source for that. Uh, Casey, I just wanted one last question. Uh, you're involved with a webinar series that is coming up. How can the public get involved with that and learn more about the aerospace industry in New Mexico? Um, well, Two, two things. One, I also want to say that there's, um, to the previous question, the University of New Mexico has COSMIAC, which is an aerospace center, and New Mexico State has their NanoSat, um, their, uh, the New Mexico State University NanoSat Lab. And there's lots and lots of things going on with STEM, and so we hope to keep improving that. But to let you know more about the the State of the Space Industrial Base these webinars we're doing. So New Space New Mexico hosted with uh, national leaders from Space Force, the Defense Innovation Unit, um, the Air Force Research Lab back into May, uh, a workshop. And from that, one of the working groups went on to put together a report um, called Space Policies for the New Space Age, competing on the final economic frontier. And so if you would like to go to our website, it's newspacenm.org, and you could just look at State of the Space Industrial Base. And there you can see the report, but also we have uh, five webinars coming up that are going to just go through the different sections of that really important report. Our first one is this Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so uh, 11.30 Mountain Standard Time. 
And that first webinar is called The Great Game of Economics Afoot in Space. And they're going to be really interesting. I mean, we have panel speakers from um, from the U.S. Chamber, um, from uh, the Aerospace Institute. There's, it's just uh, Kevin O'Connell, the our keynote from the Department of Commerce for Space. And uh, and the two authors of the report, Bruce Cahan from Stanford and Mir Sadat, uh, a former White House official and um, really a key person in helping uh, set up or establish that new Space Force, um, will be part of it. It's, it's going to be very interesting. So you could just go to our website, like I said, and, and find the registration links and hope you hope you can make it. And Joe, how else do you think the public can get involved in the aerospace industry in New Mexico? Well, a couple of other things, ways to find information is, I'll, I'll mention this, there's several these, these different organizations that are going on in the state are here to help grow the industry and help increase awareness. So um, I'd like to mention a couple other things besides New Space New Mexico. That's a great place to start, newspacenm.org, as Casey just said. But also there's an organization that I'm part of, that we're all part of, that, uh, that exists to help support the spaceport, and it's called spaceportambassadors.com, Ambassadors for Spaceport America. It's spaceportambassadors.com. Uh, you can go there. Anybody can sign up to be uh, part of the Spaceport Ambassadors group, and uh, you'll get more information in addition to what's on Spaceport America's website, spaceportamerica.com, and Virgin Galactic's uh, website. Also, um, there's, of course, we talked about this, Las Cruces Space Festival, which is lcspacefestival.com, and um, there's um, several other organizations, the Aerospace States Association, and so forth. So any of these organizations, I would encourage people to go to those websites and uh, find out more about what's going on. There's so much that is uh, of interest there. And then you'll, you'll find opportunities to get involved as a volunteer or and a lot of things that are presented for free, like what uh, Casey's talking about. So lo- lots of information and opportunities available for people that are Thank you so much, Joe and Casey, for joining me today on the Spaceport America podcast. Uh, I will say to everybody, if you've got any more questions that you'd like to throw at the team, you can always email me, media at spaceportamerica.com. I'd love to be able to answer a few more things in these episodes as we develop, and I hope to bring back Joe and Casey on these podcasts in the future as well. But thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Alice. That was wonderful. The Spaceport America podcast, proudly produced by LasCrucesToday.com and Bravo Mike Communications.